right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have Jeff Blackwell, Senior Advisor and Event Master with Dynamic <laughs> Producer. Jeff, my dude, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Thank you, yes, sir. sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Event master. Event master. So, hey, we have fun on We Create Music. So if you would start us off, just talk to our audience about how you guys started in this whole music world. Oh, that's an interesting way to say that. I guess interesting. Um, the company I actually worked for, Don Producer, I was an intern with that company, but before I became an intern, it's private, it's um, membership based. Mm -hmm. And I'm originally from Ohio. So of course, you know, we're here in Atlanta. And um, in Ohio, I was working with a lot of different things. I was doing okay. production, DJing, because you know, when you're coming up in the music industry, which a lot of people don't tell you, is you don't have to do everything. Yeah, you know. I didn't know that. So when, you know, when you're looking at people like Dr. Dre and we wanted to be like the next Dr. Dre, I didn't know I didn't have to be the engineer, the arranger, the producer, mm. the DJ, the songwriter. Mm. I didn't know I had to do all that. So when I went to school, I learned everything. everything. So when we were in the lab, we did everything. Mm. Nobody told me that I learned a lesson that if somebody don't tell you it's hard, you don't know it's hard. <laughs> so that was what happened. So in, in Cincinnati, you know, I was DJing, I was producing. You know, I was rapping, I was breakdancing, I was doing all these different things. So when I heard mm -hmm. about Diamond Producer, they were looking for interns. And they were like, well, what can you bring to the table? And I just started throwing out all these different things. They were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, you do all that? I was like, I thought it was normal. I mm -hmm. didn't know you didn't have to do all those different mm -hmm. things. So, you know, that's kind of how I got into working with them because, um, in Ohio, there weren't a lot of opportunities. Yeah. You know, so you have a lot of people that are really, really dope in producing and mm -hmm. songwriting, MCing. You know, of course, you know, high tech is from there. Mm -hmm. But um, you have to leave and go to other areas. Mm -hmm. So I would go to a lot of conferences and conventions, which is how I wound up getting a dynamic producer. Because okay. they were doing a lot of conventions here in Atlanta, LA, and New York. Okay. So me and my partner would go to the conferences and conventions. They were having beat battles. And that's when I got the hunger to say, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Not just producing, but they're like take some people's heads off. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, so you know, when I went back home, there was a friend of mine who was doing battles. Guy was uh, by the name of Contracts. He was doing a thing called the mm -hmm. Beat Lounge Beat Battle. So I started kind of working with them a little bit, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I was interning with Dynamic Producer. So I was kind of bringing things I knew from Dynamic Producer over to the Beat Lounge, and you know, there was a big synergy of people there in Ohio. And long story short. They liked my work down here, and they threw out some things that said, well, why don't you come down from Ohio and come and work with us down here in Atlanta, you know? Nice. You know, what would it take? And they threw out a figure, and I was like, bet. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody to throw me one of those figures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those that may not know, can you talk a little bit about what Dynamic Producer is and what you do as an organization? Um, Dynamic Producer is a company that's designed to help producers, songwriters, artists with their business and their branding. Um, to teach them how to navigate the business, how to become a conversation in the room. Mm. Most producers, songwriters, and people, we um, tend to make the music, mm -hmm. and then we go, what do I do now? And we're in a day and age where everything is actually easier, Like even like how your show is about. Your show is an avenue for people to see you via video, Instagram, right. Twitter, whatever. Um, there was a time when we were coming up, if you remember, like the video that you're doing right now, 
in order to do videos, you had to spend what, 10, 20 something thousand dollars mm -hmm. to do a video as an independent artist, you know, in order to do what we now can do on our phones, you had to put out what was called demo tapes. Yeah. You had yeah. to go to the studio and pay for a demo tape to take to somebody to listen to, mm -hmm. to go back in and re-record everything yeah. all yep. over again. <laughs> That's true. So it's like, all that stuff is like nonsense now because mm -hmm. everything now is one shot. There's no excuse not to have the best of the best. Mm -hmm. But as technology got better, we've gotten worse because mm -hmm. we have all these things in front of us. So most people don't know what to do because they have everything in front of them at their disposal. So our thing is to teach you how to navigate with those things that are in front of you, how to utilize those. So if you're in the room with, let's say like we were talking about iStandard or, or Dynamic Producer or um, how like there's the Revolt conferences going on here, what do I take with me? What do I say? How do I walk? How do I talk? How do I present myself? Mm -hmm. It goes back to the old days of Motown. They taught you how to be an artist. They sure did. They gave you the forks. They gave you the plates. They taught you how to mm -hmm. present, how to do an interview, how to sit, how to represent when you're, you know, you wouldn't have these Antonio, whatever guys, probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the sports situations going away because right. we, you represent us. So mm -hmm. our thing is to teach you how to represent yourself as a brand mm -hmm. when you're walking, that you're always on deck. If you're in the grocery store, you're at work. If you're driving your car, you're at work. Yeah. Wherever you go, you are that brand and you have to represent that at all times. And yeah. we teach people how to navigate like that. That's what's up. Yeah, you know, that's kind of like the corporate model that organizations use in corporate America. We always say, you know, you should be dressing and performing and acting for the next job. Right. And so whenever, wherever you are, you are interviewing every conversation, every meeting, every interaction is an interview. Right. It's like an interview yes. that can help propel you to the next to the next level. So it's great to hear that there is an organization that's out there, dynamic producer that is offering uh, skills that can help producers go to that next level. Because a lot of people don't. Right. Oh, a lot of people just like, hey, cool. I'm really good at making beats. <laughs> but I don't know how to brand or market or logo or website. They figure they jump on Instagram or Twitter and that's their branding. Well, one of the things too is that there's also that fear factor. Mm. See, things are easy. So I'll give you a good example. Like when we were coming up back in the day, when you made your music, you would have to go to the record labels and we would sit in the record label offices with our CDs and our tapes, waiting mm -hmm. to see somebody come through. Say, hey, you know, listen to my demo. Listen to my, you know, that's where that whole song came from. From De La Soul, huh? get through. That's right. I'll get back to you. You know that song, ring, ring. You know, it was like we used to give our demo tapes out, and we just hope to see somebody. You know, like how how like Bone Thugs, how they met. You know, Easy and got their money. How Boys to Man sung. I know. The same for, man. Yeah, for, for Michael Bivens, you know, yeah. you did things like that. Now you can send an email to somebody. You can find somebody's thing. And people have gotten lazy mm -hmm. hiding behind their computers and feel that I can do everything behind their computers. Mm -hmm. But there's still old school rules with new school tools. Mm -hmm. You still got to go out here to these streets. You still got to go to these conferences. You still got to go to L.A., New York, and Atlanta mm -hmm. to build your connections. Yeah. You know, people think, well, I can just hide behind a computer and just upload stuff all day. Yeah, yeah, you can, you know, but that's just one small thing. It's a tool. 
Right. There's other things you have to do, and that's what we teach them. Like, like a lot of folks don't know, I used to make a lot of money selling beats back in the day. Mm. I used to be on MP3.com before people were doing SoundClick, mm. before people were doing those, um, you know, your beat stars and things like that, or your your Airbits. Um, we were selling beats off of MP3.com. You know, folks don't know that, that if you were producing, you knew what to do back then. You could make MP3. a lot of money. MP3.com was the that was the the, the father of. All of these online beach stores today, yeah, sure was. <laughs> so, but, but at the same time, I made money on that, but I was still mm-hmm. on the streets. I was still DJing. I was still going to conferences, you know, mm-hmm. still. And you had to build relationships. What most folks don't know is that everybody wants to be, I make my beat, I should be in the studio with Jay-Z tomorrow. Right. <laughs> that is the mentality, though. That's the mentality, because we're in a microwave society. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, but it goes back to that book, I don't know if you ever read it, called The McDonaldization of Society. Mm-hmm. McDonaldization of Society has put us in what we call a self-service mentality. Mm-hmm. What happened was, is McDonald's created the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. And when they created the drive-thru, it changed the whole mentality. Oh, yeah. It stuff. was a disruptor. Well, most people would have to come home and cook dinner. Yeah. Now I can drive through. Now you can or drive through. Get a bag. Get a bag. Get a food. Feed your kids. Feed your kids and go home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> feed your kids. <laughs> but what happened after that was the bank said, oh, you don't have to come to the bank anymore. We'll create the ATM. We'll create the drive through for the bank. Sure. Then the gas stations used to be full of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Remember back in the day when you have a guy that would check your spark plugs yeah. and your oil and everything? Cars didn't break down back then because you had a guy come out. They said, well, no need of you coming in the store. Go ahead and get your own gas. Go ahead and clean your own windows. Clean your own, get your own air. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, because of that, we got to a point where mm-hmm. we started making everything instant. Quick, mm-hmm. quick, 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 quick. I got to have it fast. Which is why now how the CDs and the records have went away to now you can download everything on your phone. Mm-hmm. Like, like you can't tell nobody what the back of a CD looks like anymore. Like who the producers or songwriters mm-hmm. anymore because everything now is digital. Right. Which is why so many of us are fighting to get that information mm-hmm. added on these streams. Yeah, the linear notes was mad important. Boy, especially if you was a, a person that dug in the crazy sample clip. <laughs> You need to have them produce. I mean, because back in the day, that's what we would look at. We would look at, well, I mean, you know, we grew up in a generation of tape was still like the main thing. Yes. And we would look on the tape and go, okay, who was the producer, engineer? Okay, who created the artwork? I mean, it had all the things. In fact, we got to the point that we knew who the match was. How many of us knew who Bernie Grumman was? We never even seen Bernie Grumman. We was like, dang, Bernie was on Bernie was like, everybody's album. Everybody's album. Nobody, God, nobody knew who he was. It's like, God. And then I didn't realize that mastering, you couldn't even go to school for mastering. Mm. Think about that. You can go to school for mastering. You can go to school for pretty much anything now. But you can't go to school for mastering. There's no mastering schools. Mm. Look it up. That's funny. Check it out. You know, tell you why you it's it's a secret society of witches. Like you literally, <laughs> no dead serious. But if you don't study up under somebody, you won't know how to yeah. do it. Wow. And I know some master engineers. I'm gonna ask them too. Hey, I'm gonna call, call y'all today. Whenever this interview airs, I'm gonna call y'all and ask y'all. Y'all part of this secret organization? There's an SAE. You know what I'm saying? Audio schools. Which you never see the mastering school. Right. Ain't that the secret organization of mastering engineers? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Some. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I told you I was going to mess with you. Excuse me. Hey, that's what's up. That's what we do. That's what we do here. We bring information 
education, and we just have a really good, really, really good time as far as what we do. So, okay, I want to go back okay. to the, your, your beginning. So you felt like, and nobody told you, that you don't have to be the person to do everything. Mm-hmm. But today, people have that mentality. They want to do, well, I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of people are now starting to take on more roles than what they used to. So, so back in the day, I mean, you think about rappers when they came out. Rappers and engineer. Right, right. Maybe, maybe I don't know because I wasn't in the studio with all of these rappers and singers. But from what I know, they didn't really engineer. I don't know if Method Man engineered for Wu Tang Clan. I don't know if Jay Z really, really engineered or Nas or I mean, they rapped, singers sang. But today, you got people who are rappers, engineers, producers, singers, songwriters, managers, booking agents, their own lawyer, everything. Like, so how does that kind of impact the way that music is created today and the quality of that music today. Actually, it's funny that you say that because a lot of people you named actually did study. Mm. And the only reason I found that out because I started doing See, work with a lot of people. I don't know everything. You know what I'm saying? And, and because like, I, was, um, I do a lot of stuff with X-Clan and mm. I, was, I was doing stuff with Brother Jay and he was one breaking that down on me one day. Because mm. I didn't know that he went to school for engineering. And he was breaking down how many of those guys in New York, that's why they sound the way they do on the mics, because they were very deep as far as knowing how their vocals would come through on mm. the mics. So even though, remember I said, nobody told you you didn't have to right. do everything, they wanted to be good at what they did, but they also wanted to be good at the way they projected. Mm. So the thing that you're talking about, people taking on other other um, things, it's good that everybody knows it. It's good that you don't have to know everything, but understand it. Right. It makes you be able to put together a team mm-hmm. and be able to delegate stuff if you understand it. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand it, that's where the problem comes in. So I didn't have to do everything, but once I realized I didn't have to do everything, now I can delegate different people to do different things. Because I went to school for engineering, but I'm a producer. So I don't have to engineer. I can talk to that engineer because they're my hands, mm-hmm. but they're taking what's out of my head and make it become out sonically. Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing now with the technology and the things that are out there because people are doing their own videos. They're doing mm-hmm. you know, a lot of their own marketing and stuff like this. But if you understand it and you teach a team to work it for you and work it with you, then it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's what, what a lot of things, what people are doing now, that's making them very successful, mm-hmm. is they're putting together those, those real good teams because they've studied it and they're teaching it to other people to be a part of that team and make it bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was why Wu-Tang worked so well, right. because they were all these dope MCs, but they also knew how to um, navigate as one, but also it could break off like Voltron. And they would be just as good apart. I mean, because think about it. Yeah, I mean, mean, that's true. When you got nine guys that can all rap, that can come together as one team and then go separate ways Mm -hmm. and all have successful careers, that's insanity. You can't even do that now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if there's groups as big as Wu-Tang that even exist today that have that caliber of talent and the ability to be successful in multiple different arenas. Yeah, the thing is, you... The industry, well, that's the only thing about the industry has changed is they don't build groups anymore. Man, they, there's a lot of things they don't do in the industry no more. I mean, because like the last group you would think, like what was the last four-man group you ever saw put together of uh, singers or rappers? You know what I'm saying? There isn't one. I can't even think of one. I think of one. Yeah, I can't think of the last four-man group. Or well, four not four. Group. Three I can, which would have been TGT. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. But they were already established artists in the industry and they just came together yeah. to create this this group. Yeah. But as far as one being created and put together, June's Diary. Okay. Okay. They're relatively, I wanna say new new, but or what's the name? The only one that I saw last night was, was um I forgot how you pronounce him, Wei Hyun, I think that's the name. The sons of um the guy from um Boys of Boys of Men. Yeah, yeah, his his four boys. Yeah. Those are like the last Yeah, Wanye's kids. Wanye, yeah. That's what they're yeah, the last ones kids. I was saying. Yep. I was like, outside of that, I hadn't really seen to me like that. No, nah, because the era of groups pretty much dead. I mean, it's pretty much but, over. Back but, in the 90s, we had groups. Man, you go turn on the TV and there's groups everywhere. But groups today, I think it's more individualized. Well, here's the interesting thing. People have to be prepared, too. And I'm going to tell you about this, because if you're also producer, songwriter, artist, you have to watch what's going on. Mm -hmm. Every 10 years, there's a resurgence. Oh, there's always a resurgence. So, yeah. you know, as soon as I heard Bruno Mars come out with that that remake, yeah. that kind of sounded like um, Living Color beat. I said, mm -hmm. okay, people are in trouble. Then I went to, to the music stores and I started seeing that they were adding MIDI mm -hmm. back to the to the keyboards. And they were making mm -hmm. hybrid boards and putting the NPCs mm -hmm. back out, the standalones. I said, uh-oh. It's about to be a change in a minute. I said, folks better get ready. Yep. So what's gonna wind up happening is there's gonna be another hybrid. Mm. There's gonna be a hybrid of groups coming back that's gonna have a whole new sound and style. Mm -hmm. And if people aren't ready when it happens, it's gonna be like what happened in the 90s. It was all these dope groups that had the styles of the 50s, but were using 90s techniques. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just like, Back to back to back, back. back to back. Oh my goodness. I mean, Josie, Boys Man, Jade, you know, all True these ones. Hill, True Brownstone, Black Street. Black Street, one, uh, I say 112. Jagged Edge, I mean, it was 702. Escape. <laughs> oh gosh, there was Jade. I mean, there was so many. Unreal. Yo, back in the 90s, it was so, in the early 2000s, so many groups. Now, here's where the problem came in that nobody saw coming. So hip hop was kind of getting mad at them, right? So hip hop was like, oh, well, and what come along that nobody saw happen? Boom. They took R&B and, and hip hop and put them together. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, boom did, right? See, right? see, see, boom. Uh-huh, CC, you're messing up the game. Yeah, uh-huh. You're messing up the game, CC. I see what you're doing. But that's literally what they started to do. It was like, yo, we could be. And I had a person on um, here today. Uh, it wasn't today. You know, matter of fact, her interview dropped today as well, Hendrix. But we talked about that same thing. Rappers now wanting to be singers. And I was like, we don't need y'all no more. Y'all go ahead. There's too many of y'all anyway. We are just going to sit over here and we're going to now sing and rap ourselves. It's funny because you know, a lot of people don't want to give homage to those guys that created that. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, right after them, there was another group that came that was, I still listen to them today, and I still do not know why folks didn't understand how deep they are. Like, mm -hmm. you listen to the music now. If you put out their album right now, their second album, um, I think it was called Blissful something, um, PM Don. Oh my goodness. That second album that they had, Dude, when they mixed that whole um, night and day remix from um, Die Without You, oh gosh, come on now, they mix mix Michael, mm. uh, was it George Michaels, and turned it into a whole other cut. I mean, these guys was unreal on their sample game, they singing game, they production game. Mm -hmm. I was like, I had never seen a group that cold. Yeah, and I mean, but they mixed it so well, mm -hmm. and I'm like, 
and I'm I'm like as I'm listening to this, some of that stuff now I'm like uh oh that's yeah. going to come back yep and when it comes back it's going to come back hard and then when it when it happens it's groups that aren't paying attention mm-hmm. either you're going to have to adapt or you get knocked out that's right and so, that's kind of what happened to a lot of people they did not adapt to the change that was taking place and they got kind of left out so this is where we're at right now. So we're, and I remember Michael Jackson talking about that in the interview. He said, every 10 years, there's a chance. Yo, so speaking of that, I'm gonna go into my little book collection now. Ah, I love it. There's a book called The Song Machine. Ooh. Oh man. If you have not read this book, you need to read The Song Machine because it talks about that every 10 years. Mm. And it talks about how music always is cyclical. It'll, it'll look like one, it'll start here and it'll always work itself back to where it is. Even from a songwriting perspective, it'll work itself. Yo, so this book right here, this right here, get it. So imagine what you just broke down. I'm gonna show you two examples of how that worked to its fullest. Um, there was a song that came out, was it early 60s? That song, um, Stand By Me. Yeah. Stand By Me was a very big hit for um, Benny King. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, he owned the publishing things to it. And you know, at his point, remember, he was scrubbing floors. He was working as a janitor. He was broke. And um, Rob Reiner put out the movie, Stand By Me, and they re-released the song. And it made him a multi-millionaire. He's like... And he hasn't worked another I'm day rich. in his life from that movie. I was like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to show you something even deeper of somebody who was so smart on their branding, which is why I teach people about branding, copyrights, everything you do as far as your music or mm-hmm. your artistry. The guy who put out the song American Pie, mm-hmm. it was Bye Bye Miss America, mm-hmm. my song. Well, that song, with Chevy to the levee, with the levee that song was not even in the movie, mm. but he owns the trademark to American Pie. They had to pay him X amount of money and royalties for the name American Pie to the point that they started changing the names of the movies to American Wedding, American Pie, so they couldn't have to pay him anymore. They said, we're going to get this dude out of this. Like, like we ain't paid him another dime for this. Like, right. like because the movies were super successful, mm-hmm. but they had to pay him a certain amount just for the word American Pie, and the song was never in the movie. Wow. But that shows you how good your branding gotta be. Like they gotta pay you for the name of your for song. The name. Not the even music. Wow. No music in the movie whatsoever. Most people try to get their stuff in TV, film, placements. Oh, yeah. This dude needs to get a placement. He got the words. Got the words. <laughs> <laughs> That's gangster. The words American Pie. The words American Pie. He's like, oh, so, y'all gonna pay me? But, you know, people do do that today. They try to, like, buy dot coms that they feel other organizations may want and they just eat them up. And then they say, oh, when another, another company goes to look for that domain and say, oh, I want, let's say wecreatemusic.com, which actually was not available <laughs> when I went to go register, which wow. is why we ended up, and I thought about, well, it's not a com, like a company. Mm-hmm. It's really TV. So I didn't, ended up paying the extra, however much it was, man. Wow. For the, for the TV versus the dot com, which was cool. But what they'll do is that they'll buy all these dot coms and then they'll tell these organizations, well, we have your your dot com, but you need to pay us 50 grand. Like what Master, concept. P, what Master P did in New York. Because remember, Master P owns NYNY. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta figure out. You gotta see. You gotta play this. This whole thing is a game that you gotta figure out how to play and maneuver within to make what you do so that it can reap benefits and rewards for yourself. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. And and that's the so that's the main thing when it comes to teaching people their business mm. and their branding. Is to teach them to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. You know, teach them to. If you're at an event, okay, how you have your shirt? That's probably the break, the, the best branding I've ever seen. When I used to go to the conferences, when I first got to Dynamic Producer, I learned that there's multiple things you should do to brand yourself. Oh yeah. And there was a team of guys um, that were from the Bahamas. Mm. It was five of them. They were called Bahama Beats. And they would walk in with these shirts that would say Bahama Beats. And each one would have a different color shirt on. Some would have a baseball cap. Some would have bandanas. Mm. They would come in with a bag. And it would be a gift bag that they would give to the A&Rs. That bag would have a balloon in it, a water bottle, a notepad, their CD. They would have everything about them. Mm -hmm. And they had this thing that they would do called cool when they would come in. They when they would walk cool in, runners. they would just say, cool, cool. So when they come in, everybody started saying that word mm. when they would show up to the event. And I was like, oh, these guys got a word that people say. They got the shirt. Mm -hmm. They got the branding. You know, people was like, I seen A&Rs literally mm -hmm. almost be in tears if they didn't get a shirt from them. Like, man, I was going to hook you up over the place, but man, you didn't give me no shirt. I used to laugh at that stuff. Like, wow. You know, people really get offended by that. But mm -hmm. their branding was that good. And that's when I started noticing when you go to events, you know, brand yourself, have your shirts, mm -hmm. have your website, your, your, your mm -hmm. Instagram, your Twitter on your. But a lot of folks don't know how to do that. A lot of folks right. think if I just put my music up on Instagram, if I put it on Twitter, I'm good. They don't understand. Mm -hmm. You still got to go out here and let people see. You. But, but that goes back to what you said earlier. Old school rules with new school tools. Right? There are still things that you need to do within the industry. And, and, I don't know how many times we got to say this, but networking <laughs> is a huge part of what we do. Branding is a huge part of what we do. You got to get out. You got to meet people. That was the reason why I moved to Atlanta <clears throat> from St. Louis, because in St. Louis, there was no opportunities to network. Right. I mean, we didn't even really have a music school until Nelly opened up the music EI Ooh. in. And I was like one of the first students, me and my, another one of my homies. We were the first students really of that of that school and i learned engine i learned engineering <clears throat> i don't engineer today though don't have to do none of that but it just goes back to and i met a lot of people there i met uh, i met nelly there i met mm -hmm. all of the saint lunatics there i met chingy i met a whole bunch of people from a saint louis perspective but there really wasn't any networking opportunities and there really still isn't mm -hmm. today which i'm like man i gotta get out of that's the midwest yeah, I get out of here like <laughs> I need to go to a place where there is actual music. And so what I didn't like was every time, <clears throat> excuse me, every time I would come down to Atlanta, I always had to remind people who I was because I wanted to see them for like six months right, until right. like A3C. And then I'm like, hey, what's good? You know, my name is, at, and of course, back then it was Strict Nine. And they say, hey, my name is Strict Nine. You know, I'm from blah, blah. And they would go, yeah, I remember you. And I was like, you know what? I can't just have you. I just need you to know that's who I am. So branding is a huge part. That's why we wear the shirts. That's why we have the logo everywhere. That's why it's on the business cards. That's why it's everywhere. Well, it's funny that you talk about networking. One of the things that I've learned and one of the things I also teach is most, I hate to say it, most producers, songwriters, artists not as much, but producers and songwriters are introverts. Uh -huh. So they don't like to talk to people. They like to make the music. They have to say, I like the music to speak for itself. Right. 
And that's what the biggest problem is with networking. That's what we kind of teach people how to break out of that um, introvertedness. Mm. And I give people a, a simple term. Uh, I'm quite sure you, you know about Batman. But you ever think that Batman is an extrovert? Bruce Wayne is an introvert. No, I mean, that makes sense. Bruce, Bruce Wayne really is Bruce Wayne always stand up in the mansions. And what does the butler already tell him? You need to get out. You need to go out and do it in the streets more. Go on a date. Go, go on a date. He doesn't want to do it. You know, he runs his business, but he's an introvert. But when he puts on that Batman suit, he'll break your arm. He'll throw you off the building. He don't care. He don't well, care. Well, the old Batman didn't. But so the thing is, is like, well, I don't know. I teach people that if you're going to be in the streets, become Batman in the streets. Bruce Wayne at home. Come Batman in the streets. Somebody <laughs> logo. Yo, yeah. hey, what you do, man? Man, I'm Batman in the streets. Or Bruce Wayne at home. I'm like, what? Well, think about this. When, when we're going out, when, when we all first met, mm -hmm. we were just all friendly cats when I met you guys out in LA. But one of the things about networking that most people don't know how to do is they're so busy wanting to tell the people everything they do, they don't understand. Like, hey, like you read books. I'm quite sure you wrote the um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. Napoleon. And, no, and no, I was thinking Grow Rich. Um, uh, how to. But yes, I have read it. I just don't remember the author. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the things about that book is he always said, you know, ask somebody their name, mm -hmm. repeat their name, you know, say it three times, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Well, one of the things is they said that most people don't care what you know is they know that you care. That's right. Well, the truth of networking, that's these people that's very simple, <laughs> is when you go somewhere, say something very simple. Mm -hmm. Hi, my name is Jeff. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do music. What do you do? No, no, don't give the secrets away yet. Hold up. Say, save the secrets in, in, for, for, save, save the secrets. Ah, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. No, no, don't get that wait. Save, save the secrets. I got a series that is coming about networking and branding. Ah. I mean, we can talk about how you go through your introduction, your elevator pitch. Gotcha. Right? So, gotcha. so we'll get that to you. Right? I mean, we're going to give you all the keys anyway. Right? I'm just joking. I'm just joking as far as, you know, don't get away the keys. But, there is a process too, and I am going to do a video on that entire. It's going to be a three-part series okay. on networking at music events. But please give them exactly what they need to know as far as how they can introduce themselves and start their that's themselves a, off. That's a that's a, okay. I like what you're going to do there. It's going to be nice. <laughs> no, but it's like when you go to these events. Um, you know, like when we were out in LA, mm -hmm. we were at a place that had producers, songwriters, artists, videographers, photographers. So this yes. is a thing to to make you the plug in the room. Mm. So one of the problems that most people do is they, they're so busy trying to see what can I do to make money off of everything in the room versus if you make enough connects in the room, money comes back to you. Mm -hmm. So take money out of the equation. So it's like that whole rich dad, poor dad. Um, what would you do for free? Mm. You know. So when you're in a room, I always say, hi, my name is Jeff. I do music, what do you do? And now when you meet somebody, they're going to give you three different things that'll happen. Mm -hmm. First person you meet is going to be like, hey, I do music too. Great. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, let's, let's build whatever. Mm -hmm. So you're talking to the person. You're like, so what do you do? Let them babble. Don't you babble. Mm -hmm. Let them be like, hey, you know, I got a CD coming out. I got a thing, blah, 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 blah. Here's my Instagram, blah, blah, blah. You know, take the number. All right, I got to build. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you'll find out, okay, I'm a producer. I'm a songwriter. I'm an artist. You go to the next person. Hey, what do you do? Hey, um, I'm just here with somebody. Great. Can you introduce me? I'm here to great. Who are they? I would like to meet them. Yeah, that's right. The other one you meet is, oh, I don't do anything. No, I'm just here. For, you know, I'm, or, you know, right, not a problem. You know, just keep it moving. Um, but if you're in the room, you'll get to meet a lot of different people mm -hmm. models, 
artists, videographers, photographers. If you pay attention to everybody you met, now you become a plug. So now I'm in the room, I know that I just met a model. Over here is a videographer. Hey, John. Oh, man, I know. Look. Oh, oh, you're a dope songwriter. Hey, you said you were looking for a dope Hey, such and such, come here, let me introduce you to such and such. (laughs) And before you know it, everybody in the room thinking that you are the, the like, oh my God, man, you know everybody. No, I just, I got that. I got that when we were in LA that, when we were in LA that time. Y'all watched me do that? I got that. I was watching you do that. And then every time I would meet a person, and you know, the whole crew was there, and every time I would meet a person, and I would go, oh, you from Florida? Yo, you need to connect with this person. They're like, how do you know all these people? But it goes back to going to all these music conferences. I've been to music conferences in Florida, LA, Atlanta. I mean, you name it, I go to, I, I try to go to as many as, as possible, but that is something that is critically important is that you do kind of become a plug because you meet so many people at so many different places that you can start to make those connections with, with others. Another thing, I, I come from a very spiritual background and I've always been told that if I have something that I don't share, you'll get punished for it. Mm. So if I'm in a room and I know this person over here is a dope songwriter, and I don't tell them, and I'm so busy wondering, well, am I gonna get credit for this? Get. Am I gonna get a percentage of that? Versus let me just hook this person and introduce them up. Cause there's a lot of people that I've hooked up like that. That matter of fact, I don't know if you remember when we were out there in LA, we were um there was somebody that ran up on me and they hadn't seen me in two years. Mm. It was a person who had did that same thing for at A3C. Mm. I introduced them to somebody. We were doing these interviews like you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I introduced them and they were able to um, do this interview with, uh, we were in a room with Pharaoh um, Munch and all these other mm-hmm. And they were able to build with them and things like this. That person remembered me two years later and wound up giving me a ticket to a, one of those events out there in LA wow. because I took care of them. I think it was like $500 to get into yeah. the thing. And they was like, oh, you took care of me? I'm gonna watch out for you. Holler at me at the door, I got you. I was like, Right. And I totally forgot who this person was. I hadn't seen this person in two years. But they remember. But they remember right. everything I did for them just because of that one introduction. Right. And I always say, you play it forward. It ain't always about what I'm going to get from this. But see, that goes back to something that I've learned a long time ago in a, a course that I used to teach a long time ago. It was called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in that course, we talked about two different mindsets. The scarcity mindset and the abundance mindset. Mm. And a lot of people today in the music industry operate from a scarcity mindset. The pie is only so big and if the more you get, the less there is for me. So I can't let you get a piece of this pie at all because if I do, you may become successful. You may be the person that gets the next placement, that gets the next hit, that gets the next whatever it may be. And where am I? Mm. Now, it's funny you say that. You know I also run a beat battle here. Yeah. A beat royale. Yeah. Now, the funniest thing about when I came here, um, the beat battle that we do here is an offshoot of our conferences mm-hmm. that we were doing, the Dynamic Producer Conferences, the Dynamcons, the different things we did in LA, New mm-hmm. York, and here in Atlanta. But there were other beat battle organizations here. So one of the things that I did before we started doing our battles is I went to every battle organization mm-hmm. and introduced myself. I met the promoters. I went to everyone, went to Jazz's battle. She does the ATL battle. I met Rachel, who does um, IB Daily. You know, of course, you know, I knew Jay Hatch, you know, from, from High Standard. Um, I, I met Ty and him through Dynamic Producer that do the Producer Swap Meets, which is now their finger um, beat battle. Mm. And I went to all of them and said, hey, I respect all you guys. I've watched all you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of you guys. 
Let's keep a synergy going. And that's exactly what happened. Think about it. That's five battles mm-hmm. and showcases in the city that all are cool with each other. Mm-hmm. And none of us are considered stepping on each other's toes. Right. We go to each other's events. And then you notice yeah. that we all shout each other out yeah. on the stage as soon as we see the other promoters yeah. in the room. Atlanta's the only place I've ever seen that does that. Mm-hmm. Where you can have another battle organization, and it's not about, oh, you're taking away from me, mm-hmm. that we can shout you out, we can bring you up on stage, we can show mad love, and keep, because our whole thing was Atlanta versus everybody else when it came to the battles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, like, we wanted to keep that synergy going and still keep it going to the day. Mm-hmm. That's how it works here, you know, when it comes to those battles. Yeah, so I mean, I would encourage any and everybody to learn how to develop a, an abundance mentality. Because, I mean, it is prevalent. I mean, all the things you know are things that I've gone to and seen. And an abundance mentality will carry you to places where you never thought you were able to, to go. Put you in situations and in rooms just because you're trying to take care of the next person. With that course you were, you were in, I'm quite sure they were teaching the um, level of influence and level of concern. Yeah, of course. Well, circle of influence, circle, circle of concern. Yes. <laughs> Because that was one of the things when I read that book that I learned that a lot of times, that's another thing I teach people as far as their branding, is that you have a level of influence, a level of concern. And that's one of the things that can make you go to certain levels. You know, we're so busy focusing over this, mm-hmm. things you can't change and things that you can't change. You know, things that are in your environment versus mm-hmm. things that are outside of your environment. So, that's right. Um, I don't know. They still, they still See, look at that. Y'all, y'all don't even. Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, of course. This is 20, they already released the 25th. I mean, no, we ain't talking about Seven Halves and Holly Faith. No, we are. Go get that book because that book will change your life in the way that you approach all types of stuff. But yes, the book is still out. It is still probably one of the best selling books on personal productivity and development that exists today. I feel like I'm I'm doing a LinkedIn like commercial. Yes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please look at the seven habits of Pony Fake, right? So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's a great book. But no, you're right. A lot of people tend to focus on their circle of concern more than they do their circle of influence, mm-hmm. which if we focus more on the circle of influence, then we have the ability to really, really move the needle in areas that we probably wouldn't if we were still stuck in this circle of concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about challenges within the music industry. What were some of the challenges that you faced early on in just um, getting to the level that you are today? Ugh. Well, one of the biggest challenges, I think, is that, <laughs> and it's so funny, is that everybody will not like you. <laughs> they won't? Yeah, that was the problem that I had, you know, because I'm a, I'm a guy that I like to be cool with everybody. Yeah, you know, I like to, you know, I don't take anything personal, but then I, I've also, I'm very observant of things. And one of the things that I didn't understand is that, is that everybody don't like you, mm-hmm. you know, or everybody won't like you. Or, let me rephrase that, sometimes don't take everything as people don't like you or don't want to mess with you. Mm. Sometimes it's not right now. And that's the problem that a lot of producers, songwriters, artists deal with, is they think that because they made some music and they've got it to this A&R, this manager, this label, Mm -hmm. that nobody's rocking with them. And they're on Instagram and Twitter complaining, nobody rocks with me, hooping and hollering. Mm -hmm. And what they don't understand, if there was an A&R that... I would see it every event. Mm. I would shake his hand. I would do. I was nice to him and everything. He wouldn't mess with me for nothing. And one day we were at some listener session, and he saw me. He said, "You know what, man? I am so sorry." 
<laughs> he said, I've been seeing you for like two years and mm. you always got a smile on your face. You never have been upset with me that one time. Not emails, no nothing. Mm-hmm. He says, man, send me some stuff. And me and him been tight like this yeah. ever since. And I found out that sometimes it's all about people seeing you, like you said, mm-hmm. conferences, conventions. Sometimes it's just you just being persistent. And because uh, Brian, I know, man. <laughs> Brian Michael Cox says something to me every time he yes. sees me, and he cracks me up when he says it. He says, Everybody has their time. Mm-hmm. He says, And he'll see me, he'll be like, Man, your season coming, bro. <laughs> I'll be laughing when I see it. He'll be like, I'm watching you, I'm watching you. I'm like, You yeah. see? But he always said that. He says, mm-hmm. He says, Man, watch, he says, watch people. He says, Because people that you may think is this intern over here, this person over the corner. He said, they can wind up being the VPs. Right. He said, people are not paying attention. He says, you gotta be careful who you treat. That's right. And how you treat people. My father always said, you never know who gonna bring you a glass of water on your deathbed. That's right. So, man, that's the advice. one thing that I had to learn in the industry is, don't take everything personal. Don't take anything personal. Just keep it moving all the time. Just keep going. Like you have to be like these, uh, what's those horses? You got to be like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No matter what goes on, don't yeah. take it personal. If you see somebody, just chalk it up. Okay, I'll see that person later. Right. Okay, I'll see him later. Okay, no problem. Yeah, look, that's a key. I'm telling y'all, that's a key lesson in that message. I saw there was a dude that I met. I'm not going to say his name, but you know the situation because you were there because you introduced me to the dude. <laughs> I know you're talking about that. Right, you introduced me to him. And he gave me some weird thing. You know, it, it, if you watch this interview, you know I'm talking about you. But <laughs> but the point is that he saw me for that week every night. Wow. We were in different places. And he saw me every single night. And he was like, okay, this must be a connection that is meant to be made because I am seeing you every... He saw me at the one event that we were at okay. and when you introduced me to him. And then the next night he saw me at a beat battle. <laughs> the next night he saw me at another meeting. The next night was at another meeting. He was like... And we've been tight ever since, ever since. But you gotta, you can't just be like, oh, nobody's gonna rock with me because, okay, he saw me that night, I told him what I did, but, oh, you're a producer, man. Like, so they not rocking with me. So I'm just gonna go on Instagram and, and blast people or Twitter and blast people. And that gets you absolutely nowhere. Because people see that and they go, hmm. So it's kind of like in corporate America, right? So when people go for interviews, and they don't get the job, it's not necessarily sometimes they don't get the job, that they're not the right person for the job, mm. is that sometimes it's a, I'm telling y'all, this is, y'all, sometimes it's a test, right? <laughs> and so you, if we're looking for, because as a senior manager that works in corporate America, we are looking for things that, how you respond and how you react. Mm-hmm. Okay, you may, I may come in back and tell you, hey, unfortunately, Jeff, you didn't get the position. Now, how you respond to that is going to tell me if you're really ready for that position or not. Wow. And so you may go back, man, get that dude. He don't know what he's talking about. He could have hired the best person. That tells me you weren't ready for the position. Mm. But if you come back to me and say, Brian, thank you very much for letting me know that I was not selected for the position. What can I do to better myself? So the next time around, my skill set can be at where it needs to be. And I'll go, "Mm, that's exactly (laughs) what I wanted you to respond. But I'll come back and say, you know what? We made a decision. We're going to give the job to you. It is all about how you respond to those things. It's, it's very interesting that you put it like that because um, 
Actually, as you talk about that scenario, I can't help but laugh because I knew what you was talking about. I was like, oh, God, that's funny. Because we all go through those kind of scenarios. But it's it's one of those, like you said, you have to make yourself um, undeniable. Mm. That's one of the problems a lot of people do mm. is we'll do some things just good enough. Mm. We're at a point now, that's what I've said about the new school rules, mm. you know, old school rules with new school tools, but also with the music. You need to make yourself um, very undeniable. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse not to be great. Too many people are trying to be good. They'll hear stuff on the radio and they want to be just like what they heard on the radio. Don't be what's on the radio. Don't be good. Right. Be great. Let's be legendary. Yeah. Let's be that every time somebody puts on a song, that they hear that song over and over again. Okay, the thing like I was talking about with um, Benny King's um, Stand, by, Stand by Me. Yeah. Now let's get in deeper. Let's get into just songwriting in, in general. Most people don't understand. What if you just make great songs, but you were able to translate those songs to multiple genres? Mm -hmm. You remember the song from All From One that um, I Swear? Yeah. Remember that was released like nine different times. It got to the point that it was released as a country song, a, a dubstep <laughs> song. It's, it's, and you know, and Babyface is sitting there going, I'm gonna get these <laughs> him, and, him and David Foster are doing this right now. Loving that. But one of the greatest songs ever. And it took me years, and I didn't realize that it was a gospel song. Do you remember the song, um, um, Lord Lift Us Up Where We Belong from the yeah. Winans? Yeah, yeah. Remember, that was a gospel song in the early 80s. Mm -hmm. But what happened two years later? An officer gentleman came out, and Joe Cocker took it and turned it into. Love lift us up where we belong. Mm -hmm. The winers was like, okay, I'm, get this money. I'm about to get this money. This is a gospel song, but it was a good song. Mm -hmm. So what a lot of us are doing is we're so busy making the moments, not realizing, what if I made a good song mm -hmm. that could be translated into gospel, country, jazz, dubstep, you know, let's, let's start going into yeah. the slam, even the slam poetry things, you know what I'm saying? Let's just, mm -hmm. let's keep it going in so many different ways. Look at it outside the box. Let's not mm -hmm. say, okay, this is a genre that I'm making. Let's make a song. Right. And that's where we need to get back to. Sure. And that's, that's what, so when it comes to the networking, when it comes to out there, make yourself undeniable that if somebody sees you enough that it gets to a point where they don't want to feel like they're about to miss out on mm. something by not signing you. Mm. Think about all the people that didn't sign Wu-Tang, that let Loud or Ruckus, you know, mm -hmm. the little small labels get them, and probably just go like, dang, we had them and we said no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, now they shouldn't. You know, how many people can look back and say no and like, you know, think about the people who didn't sign NWA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They like, goodness gracious, what were we thinking? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, there's always that one person. Best example of somebody messing up an opportunity. Look, look I, I, had, I talked to somebody about that uh, a couple of days ago on an interview that I did. Uh, matter of fact, it was Nick Fury. Uh, I talked about Nick and his uh, the little flip game over track that he produced and how he sent that track to everybody. And nobody <laughs> wanted it. And they were like, nah, we good. <laughs> Gave us a little flip. It turned to be out, turned to be Lil Flip's biggest song. And I asked him, I said, what did the people that passed over that song think about the song now? He was like, oh, man, they were like, oh, man, you know, I was going to do that song, but, you know, or, hey, you know, you should have gave me a couple more times. It's like, you pass it over. <laughs> For real, said the same thing about Drop It Like It's Hot. 
Remember all those beats he said he said that drop it like it's hot to Snoop and everybody's like, oh man, that's gonna get on the beat. He's like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay, sure. Even Blackstreet, Blackstreet didn't want to do uh, no diggity. Oh wow. Teddy Riley had to convince the rest of the crew. He was like, nah, man, y'all crazy. This is gonna be a hit. They were like, nah, we don't want to do this. And it turned out to be. The smash. the smash hit of the year. They were like, wait a minute. So so the key lesson in that is just make amazing music and allow that music to live in the areas that it needs to live in. You know what I'm saying? Like, make great music. And there's a book. I'm, all, I'm plugging books today. No, no wrong. I, I guess today is, is book plug day. Yeah, for right. real. Well, it all ties back in. So the book, there's a book out there called From Good to Great by Jim Collins. <laughs> Gotta read it. You want to go from good, just being just good, to great, get that book. I mean, it talks about from an organizational perspective, but there are things you can take out of that and apply to your you know, musicality and things like that. So, all right, so Jeff, let me ask you, um, your top three things that you would give music producers, artists, songwriters, your advice, top three things you would tell them that they need to do to make it in this industry? Um, one thing is opportunity. Look at everything as opportunity. Keep your ear to the ground for opportunity. Mm. Because you never know what is your opportunity. You know, so many people look at it from the point of view of being an artist, but you might be able to get in the door as a songwriter. Mm -hmm. You might be able to get in the door as a DJ. You might be able to get in the door, you know, just being the intern, bringing the mm -hmm. coffee to people. But now you're in the room and you're able to meet the people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't knock an opportunity. Um, I was told that you only get two great opportunities in life. You never know if it's your first one or if it's your last. Most people ignore great opportunities because disguise is hard work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> disguise is hard work, that's right. You know, so that's why I'm always saying never miss an opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because opportunity or not, but it won't be mm -hmm. your down. So you never know. So always go for the opportunity. Um, also have no fear factor. You know what I mean? Because one of the things that people do is that we want to be so good, but sometimes we're, we're scared. We're scared to leave our city. Mm -hmm. We're scared to go travel. We'll come up with excuses. Somebody will give you the thing and they'll go, and you'll tell them exactly why you can't do it mm -hmm. after they just give you the keys to do it. So you got to eliminate fear. Yeah. You know, because they said fear is evidence of things appearing real. Yeah. So eliminate fear and be dogmatic in that. Another thing is be humble. Don't be a jerk about things. Like you said, <laughs> they're not. They're not messing with me. Oh, I, I'm all on Twitter, blah blah blah. Because well, we had a we had a thing right now, but we got to get it out of our head. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just got to learn how to just woosa and just keep moving. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lord, I'm give this to you. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because all fights are not our fight, and that's mm -hmm. what we don't understand. Sometimes we think that we're supposed to do all fights. We're not. Yeah. Some of these fights are not yours. Some of those you just got to like, bite your tongue and walk off about and laugh. And keep and it moving. And keep it moving. And that's the one thing. I'm the problem. I learned from a good friend of mine, um, a guy by the name of Eltino, Eltino, you know, producer, did a lot of stuff for Ludacris. He's one of the most keep it moving dudes I've ever done mm -hmm. in my life. Like, if you, all right, let's keep it moving. <laughs> like nothing. Like, keep it moving. Like, he'll keep right. moving in a minute. And I learned that. I said, okay, I got I to gotta stay mm -hmm. on that kind of mentality. And that's that's the way you gotta be. You gotta be on the keep it moving on so many levels. Mm -hmm. Keep it moving with your family, but also don't be so about the business that you forget what we're in this business for. Mm -hmm. Family, God first, family second, 
business third. Mm-hmm. Got to be focused on that. And I'm not telling anybody about how to be spiritual. I don't care about, you know, God alive. I'm not doing all that. But I'm just saying you have to find some type of spirituality mm-hmm. because in this, it'll be so many things that'll take you away. And in this business, that'll make people do very dumb things. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, drugs. How many times we watched right. those um, unsung? You see him at the height of this, and then the thing is, well, we don't know how he got into this dope. We don't know how he got into uh, it. it ain't, he just ain't fall into it. Just it's a pattern, and people never recognize the pattern. But people do recognize the pattern. But the because the person is this person, it's like, well, I, don't, I really can't tell this person what to do or not do with their life. So I'm not going to say anything to them. I'm just going to watch their downfall. Right, and that's, I don't think that in any way is productive or helpful in any kind of way. You see somebody going down the wrong path, you need to jump in, especially if it's your boy, your girl, whatever it may be, and say, hey, you, you need to slow your roll. But a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't do that today. A lot of it's because, like I said, a lot of people don't have a balance of spirituality. And also, having some real friends around you. Some, I mean, you like a real, real friend's gonna tell you like it is, and it is because, I remember the story of Jim Brown. Remember the story when Jim Brown saw Richard Pryor mm-hmm. and he was doing crack. He was like, what you gonna do with your life? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'm about to do this crack. He was like, well, you, you must not want to be my friend. And was just real with him. He says, yeah. put it down like, like God. <laughs> What's I gonna say to Jim Brown? And I mean, you got friends that will tell you that. They don't care how much money you got. Okay? Mm-hmm. You, know, you got millions. You know what I'm saying? You act like a jerk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nobody else real friends, real right. friends will keep it real, no matter what. No matter if you're high, low, no matter what, we're going to keep it real all day. That was the best part about that movie, um, Bohemian Rhapsody. I love Bohemian Rhapsody. That was a great movie. When they all got in that room and they was they, they kind of just let him have it, let um, Freddie, Mer- Freddie Murphy have it, and then they made him go out of the room. They said, we didn't, yeah. go, we didn't go talk. Out. They were like, hey, bro, he was out of the room. He was like, what did you do that for? Just, for the just, just because we can. <laughs> he was out there like, oh, are they going to... And the friends were just like, okay, okay, yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> and they, they knew that they was going to forgive him, but they let him go out of the room just to mess with him because they was his boys. You know, it was yeah. like, like, go outside for yeah. We got to talk. Yeah, I love my dudes, man. <laughs> he, he know, I mean, the syndicate, you know what I'm saying? I love all y'all dudes, man, because we keep it real with one another all the time. Like, we're going to tell you <laughs> real what is, what's the real deal. Yeah, but, but having, having real friends. Real friends. Because, I mean, of course, you're going to have people that you associate with this business, and there's going to be people that you want to become good friends with mm-hmm. in this business. And there's some people you just have to kind of just keep your eye on. This that's right. You know what I'm saying? That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the thing. But but having people that are, you know, day ones, day ones. that really know you, but also want to see not just you good in this business, mm-hmm. but you good in life. That's you right. know, and that's the main thing. It's like... One of the biggest problems right now, and I will say this, is health. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, I'm fine if I told you, I think I told you about it a year ago. I was in the hospital mm-hmm. because I had, um, I was out here in the streets so much that I wasn't taking care of myself. So I had to get myself back to the way I was, you know, going back to a vegan lifestyle, eating mm-hmm. better. You know, I got some friends right now that are going through some things. You know, we're older. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we'll go out here doing this business so much that we forget to mm-hmm. take care of ourselves. And health is wealth. Health is wealth. You know what I'm saying? So, um, what was that? Somebody told me a long time ago. You want to be whole and healthy. Healthy, healthy becomes wealthy. Yep. And I said, I like okay, that. I got to remember that. He says, you know, like you whole, whole and healthy. I said, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and start focusing on that. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's what we got to do. We got to be so about our health. We got to be about our spirituality. We got to be about our physical, not just so much on the money and the mm-hmm. business and the placements, but on keeping our temple clean. 
keeping our, our spirituality clean, our energy clean, mm-hmm. being around people with great energy because energy vibes. Like when we met, we all just yeah, we just connected. Like it was like, it was like you thought we were brothers when we all met. You know what I'm saying? And and it was funny because I knew Ricardo, and it was right. like Ricardo was like, hey, and it was just like we all just gravitated like that, <laughs> like, and we just all think about it, we all hung that whole oh, event, event. <laughs> at right. just meeting that Friday night. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> but but that's the that's the chemistry and synergy that it takes really to build those effective relationships. That's right. So Jeff, tell everybody where they can find you, man. Um, you can find me definitely on. On Facebook, it's real easy. Jeff Blacktracks, so B-L-A-C-T-R-A-C-K-S, Blackwell. Um, that's also my Twitter, my Instagram, uh, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it's, um, at, at Jeff Black, <laughs> B-L-A-C-T-R-A-C-K-S. Um, you can find me on also on dynamicproducer.com. Also on the website Beat Royale because that's also our beat battle mm-hmm. site, and um, we do another thing called the Creators Retreat, where producers, songwriters, artists can come in and pitch their music directly to these supervisors, and um, mm-hmm. um, you bring your equipment and set up and things like this. So we wanted to create a uh, like a boot camp for them too. So we have nice. those things going on. Nice. So it's 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 always some way to build relationships mm-hmm. and, and build that synergy. So check it out, dynamicproducer.com. Mm-hmm. Man, they got a lot of things going on. I think y'all really need to get involved if you're a producer. And we got we're gonna do and we're gonna go out like power. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you the heads up. We're gonna do the last beat royale, the finale mm-hmm. of all beat royales. We're gonna do it the end of November. So. Are you gonna have all past champions come back and they all compete? Um, like, I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep it kind okay. of tight lipped and right. right up my sleeve. But I'm, yeah. a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, like I said, we're gonna go out like power. So we're gonna do something really stupid. You know, kind of maybe even like um, the CW's doing that um, <laughs> that, that thing where they're gonna bring every superhero, every superhero back. <laughs> so we, we every episode, yeah, yeah. I, I got some, I got some craziness up my sleeve. You know, I mean, you've been to my beat royals. I try to yeah, make yeah. them haywire. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Jeff, it's been a pleasure, brother. As always, I was so appreciative. I'm yes. so appreciative that you brought me yes, here. This is an incredible form, an incredible thing. The create, like I said, I've been proud of you. When you told me about it, I was like, oh no, I gotta be there. I you know what I'm saying? It. So I, I appreciate you for doing this for the creatives and putting that information out there right. for them to to gravitate to. You know, this right. is what they need. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an amazing episode. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to We Create Music, and we will see you next Saturday, 10 a.m. WeCreateMusic.tv.